Welcome everyone to Not the Only Kids in the Hall podcast, uh, the podcast where we recap episodes of Kids in the Hall. Um, and I'm joined today with the the people that I'm usually joined with, Jared Emick and May Lutkin. How are you guys doing? Hello, Nick. We are doing wonderful. How are you? I don't know why Jared speaking is speaking for, for me. I, I'm not with him. <laughs> We're in completely different May and different I places. are having a ball. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. I may sit this one out. <laughs> Okay. All right. I mean, no. in a way, I... <laughs> in a way, you have been. Is that what you're saying? No, I was gonna say it kind of feels nice that you're just like taking control, you know, being manly and saying that I'm having a good time and I'm in a good place. I can feel that. I know you don't associate me like with in that type of area, but I, I, I that's not control. true. I'm okay to do that. Oh no. Okay. Good. You're very manly. You're getting married. I don't know if I'm I not am. allowed to say that on the podcast. No, it can be public. It can be public. I feel like that's Go very you... adult. Uh, may, maybe if you're out at a restaurant sometime, you can call up Jared and ask him to order for you. Like uh, <laughs> when the waiter comes by, just put Jared on speakerphone and say, uh, "Is it Daddy orders have... for me?" <laughs> <laughs> that is probably the most manly thing I could think of, ordering yeah. for everyone at the restaurant, and then you'd have to pay uh, if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm like a sub, basically. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I'm like your your little piggy, and I do yeah. all, all the work. Okay. Yeah, one of my many little oh. piggies. Well, this is taking course. a really weird turn, and <laughs> I, uh, I think we should probably get back on track. I'm especially like disturbed by the idea that I'm one of many. I don't like that. <laughs> I, mean, I thought it increased my manliness. That's the only reason I went that I way. I see. But... I see. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we have a guest today. Oh, we thank can God. Pivot to that. Uh, he's a, a sketch writer. He. Uh, used to perform at the UCB theater back when that still existed. <laughs> He's he chuckling at this introduction. <laughs> well, because he knows that I often introduce him as formerly of characters welcome at UCB theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also formerly of mod night at UCB theater. Uh, Why are you introducing John Sartori all the time? Uh, he used to do shows. That, <laughs> Way uh, to blow it. I may. Wow. <laughs> I never go to, I guess. I mean, it's Nick been show. me the whole time. <laughs> There he is, John Woo! Sartori. John, hey. John, you said you're a big Kids in the Hall fan. Yeah, I love uh, Kids in the Hall. Um, it was like, what's what are some what are the some of the sketches that that you're that stick out in your mind? Um, the Nick test. Can you pass the Nick test? Are you a real fan? Can I pass the Nick mm-hmm. test? The one that like usually pops into my head first for whatever reason, probably because I downloaded the audio of it off the internet back when I was in high school when that was like a thing you would do because there was no YouTube or anything. Is that bad doctor sketch, which is like a monologue from Dave Foley? Yeah, I just have that whole thing like memorized. The, I don't know if I would anymore, but it's very. This funny. is not the first time it's been brought up on um, the pod, but I don't think we've seen that sketch quite yet. But I am excited to see it because multiple people have brought it up. I feel like we have, or I feel have like we? I have. Um, maybe I, I have in the past, but John, didn't you have a character that was like Doctor Fingers or something? <laughs> penis fingers. Uh, Professor Penis uh, Fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I yeah. left out some important. A little details. bit of a different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of the. It's okay. Um, but it sounds like it's inspired, you, introduced... you know, a little bit. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it definitely took a little bit of a different turn, but I could see something like that being on like, Kids in the Hall, um, except for the like graphic uh, <laughs> turns that it takes. But 
Um, well, there was an F word yeah, in this episode, I, in today's episode. There were several yes, F words, and I didn't me back a little. recall that because I watched it on Comedy Central. I watched it like every day after I got home from high school because that was very cool and popular. <laughs> and, um, and But they would cut out the, the F words there. So I guess in Canada, they were like more chill about it. Well, it also aired on HBO in, in the U.S. at the same time. Okay, that's what it was. All right, yeah. I only saw the Comedy Central reruns, so. Um, did, did, do, uh, who, did you have a favorite kid? It's really hard to pick. I think I used to like Dave Foley a lot, but I think it's also because I was giving him bonus points because I liked news radio. So that was uh, it's just I like things that they all did really well. I mean, I like a lot of Kevin McDonald sketches because he just had very silly mm. um, yeah. little guy with a high pitched voice that was very <laughs> funny whenever he needed it to be. There was this one sketch where he was in a diner and Mark McKinney was like this. I don't want to spoil stuff. But oh, they were, no, he was please. he just like screamed at a Mark McKinney was just like this asshole. Oh, we saw that friend. one. That was in yeah, a previous episode. I, yes. I love that sketch and then he like tells him off at the end and it's just very funny. It was also funny because on Comedy Central they were bleeping out him calling him an asshole, but they like the bleeps were not timed well. So he would just be like, You're an asshole, beep and then it was just, you know, <laughs> it was just Really? They would miss it? it? Fun I don't think I've ever seen it. They missed like it. That. Which is funny because it's like a tape show, so they could have just yeah, done it again. Wow. What? <laughs> I don't know why they were just like <laughs> you have to beep it live. <laughs> Maybe there's like yeah. a one track that all the bleeping is on and it was just out of sync. <laughs> like yeah. they have the bleep funny. track. <laughs> so it almost like warns you a curse is about to come. Do you think uh the kids know inspired your comedy in any way, John? Uh Probably. That's a big and, question. I know. These are like no, very like I mean, NPR-ish by, by questions. Probably, I mean, yes. <laughs> by probably, I mean, definitely. It was probably one of my biggest influences, honestly. It was, I watched that show every day and it was like a thing where I was just like, I don't know. I was very heavily inspired by that show. Every day. And wow. One of the main reasons why I wanted to do, it was on every day because it was after. Uh, was it a daily syndication? It was on in like the wow. afternoon. Wow. Yeah. It was oh, on yeah. Comedy Central. They played one or two episodes Monday through two. Friday and a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, I think it was two, uh, like four or five. I must have been like five because I was home every day in time for it. And uh, yeah, and I watched it all the time. That and like 90s SNL I watched because that was all on Comedy Central as well. Um, and like The Simpsons. Those are probably like some of the biggest influences that I had, honestly. And I watched The Daily Show, the Craig Kilborn version. Anything that was on Comedy Central. I loved the Craig Kilborn Daily Show before it Me was too. like, you know, anything before it really was like of any substance it was just Craig Kilborn making do you still follow him to keep up with what he's doing he's very funny on Instagram is he yeah he's just like this Um, pompous jerk on Instagram that is his kind of his gimmick that's always been like his thing which I think unfortunately is maybe how he really was too but he uh but he plays that character really well I did actually watch the late late show I followed him from the daily show I kept watching the daily show as well but I watched him I, I liked his late late show a lot but then I discovered conan and then i just jumped ship to conan i'm sorry craig mm. um, i do think that the uh, killborn and i brought this up before i think the killborn daily show is better than the stewart daily show wow bold well, i don't hot, remember steaming sizzling take i don't remember well enough like, I, john stewart with daily show is mostly him like making funny faces and and talking in a, and funny voices. yeah i don't care for the ooh, daily ooh. show period but okay well now i take personal <laughs> But um, I really feel yeah, like was, this is a really hot take, and maybe we'll edit it out later because I'm if our two listeners will uh, really 
be mad about it. But <laughs> I feel like both the Daily John Show Stewart and, and Stephen Colbert's, you know, the Colbert Report really diluted the conversation around politics to just like being snarky and not actually taking any kind of substantive action. You think a bit of a precursor to the uh, very tribal kind of Trumpish way politics are now? Well, making it more about performance than like actually contributing or acting within your community and just like laughing so you know knowingly also there's a lot Pointing of like clips that i think yeah. now are like super you're just like you're just like abusing a mentally ill person on camera <laughs> and then like editing together the clever the stuff is that what you mean yeah all that stuff yeah. um but it does i do like the vibe of this early discussion we're having with john it feels like we're on inside the actor's studio you know? i know i love it keep <laughs> it coming serious, Nick. Keep hosting. yeah let's yeah. never start this uh, do the job nick thank you this part is done. This part of the episode oh, is done. Okay. <laughs> so right when we started liking it, that's when it's done. Okay. Well, I was going to say, we didn't ask him what he thinks of the credits, Nick. That's like your favorite question. We skipped it. Well, we'll get to that when we get to that part of the episode, I Oh, that's right. The episode's about to start. What am I saying? Okay. All right. Let's watch but it. But first, we have to dive back to April 10th, 1990. Number one on the charts. I'll Be Your Everything by Tommy Page. Oh, yeah. Oh, sax. Nice. Love those sax solos. I love that sax. Love sax in a 19, rock song. If this 1990 is was a long, long time ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number one in Canada. <laughs> in 2021. Phil Collins got knocked off? Back to Phil Collins. Oh, no, it Whoa. is. It's Phil Collins again. Oh, I wish boy. it would rain down. Number one in Canada. John, it's 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 essentially Phil Collins every single time uh, we've checked in okay. on the Canadian charts. These, it's Phil at the top. These are... These are exclusively the Canadian charts that we're referring to? Well, both. Yeah. Well, first was American, now it's Canadian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Phil, Phil Collins, Collins has like, been yes. either on the U.S. number one or the or the Canadian number one at the top of the charts. Uh, pretty much every episode for the last 10 or so episodes. John, do you have any thoughts on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was number one at the box office in April 1990? Uh, I loved it, and uh, you know, honestly, it's also probably one of my other big influences because I did watch that movie a lot. Um, so I was like, I'm either going to do comedy or live in the sewer and train uh, as a ninja. But I did love that movie. Um, I feel like it would probably hold up. I haven't seen it in a while, but I watched it a lot. Great theme song, yeah. uh, you know, Great. Turtles in a yeah. Half Shell, Turtle Power. I, I, Is I stand there a sexual frisson between one of the turtles and April? I don't remember anymore. I feel like I remember I a weird moment. So. It's a good question. Isn't isn't Raph kind of into her? Raph? Raph. Raph. I was going to say Raphael, and then I wanted to abbreviate it, and I got caught I in mean, between. You probably would pronounce his, the full name Raphael with the Raph. That's it, what I... Yes. Definitely rap. Yeah. They call him yeah. rap. Sorry. Wait, Sorry they, what is a free what is a free song? Like a little like sexual spark. Like an affair sorta. Of. Oh. Okay. okay. Just okay. a spark. Then yes, I would say there was yeah. there is a spark, yeah. Oh, I don't think there was I don't remember one. It was I feel like there was something between her and Casey Jones. For sure. Oh well, no doubt. I, mean, I don't think when is there not? I think maybe the turtles thought she was attractive or something, but I think it was like a I don't think that really they didn't I see it all the way through it was mostly just to the logical conclusion of having sex with a, tur- yeah. a turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um there were a lot of think... movies like that though, I think in the nineties where there was a weird puppet character that had some sort of like sexual connection with a human woman. Like Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see that? Yeah Howard the Duck. Well they yeah. definitely yeah, oh, I, I loved that movie. I think that was like supposed to be a joke in that movie though that was like this is insane. E.T., uh, E.T., I mean, we all know that famous scene. 
Yeah, ET yeah, was ET horny. Gets, yeah. ET gets railed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ET got railed. He didn't do any railing. Yeah, yeah. He is a bottom for no. sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Right. Um, but imagine that glowing finger going, you know, in your butt. Nick. Anyway, let's move on. To <laughs> what? <laughs> We're all thinking it. No, I, I was not, but now 100%. I am. All right. So this first sketch is called Death Row, and let's listen to a little clip from it. I think they're all hunks. Oh, I think I'm out of it. He's so cute. He's a beefcake. Oh, oh, I like him. No, you can't. All the girls want to know who's the cutest boy on Death Row. Is it Steve? Or is it Lyle? Uh-uh. Or is it the new boy with the unpredictable smile? He looks stuck up. He is not. And they're holding up like pictures of death row inmates why why were they rhyming in this one (laughs) i don't know i was with there with you too i was like it's it's on the verge of like a song like the all the girls want to know who's the cutest boy on death row like it it was almost there it felt like a refrain that they wanted to happen but it it sort of didn't and then i i kind of feel that way about the whole scene and actually and like they had a funny premise. I really do like it. And it made me laugh when they opened with it. But like, it felt like they didn't know where to go with it. And I felt like the rhyming was a side effect of that, Nick, of just like, well, I, we could just keep saying all the girls want to know who's the cutest boy on death row and then have it kind of peter out. But I don't know. I yeah, felt like it had some it, structure problems. Later, they say it all in unison. Yeah. Uh, they say it all together. All the boys want to know or all the girls want to know who's the cutest boy on death row. I thought it was referential because it reminds me of like a commercial, the way she gets presentational with all the death row inmates. Like it did yeah. seem like a commercial, yeah. Yeah, I thought they were gonna do like a commercial parody for like a like a game or something. Yeah, right. Um, but the, yeah, it does kind of feel like they didn't. They made some like they didn't follow through all the way on uh, a direction with it, and it was just like some funny stuff that they did, and they were like, "Well, let's just keep it short." Yeah, it was both kind of amusing and a sign of them not following through when the compliments or the the, the, the comments on the on the photos were like, I like his lips. Like, There's a lot like, of not following oh, through okay. in this episode. It's like a theme oh, yeah, of a lot yeah. of the sketches that they kind of bail on them in this episode, I noticed. Oh, interesting. But I do really like Bruce McCullough's yeah. like wig in this. I feel as though it's my kind of style inspiration. Sure. I'm just realizing mm-hmm. it. I thought McDonald's wig. wig was kind of like a risk that paid off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. It's very Winona mm-hmm. Ryder, I think. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this the show had some really, really, really fantastic wigs. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Nick, what so do you think this, about this one? Uh, the sketch? I mean, yeah. I thought it was a funny idea, but I thought the 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 presentational aspect of it made it confusing. Mm-hmm. I, even as a kid, I remember being confused by the sketch. Like, why are they talking to the camera? Uh, and then... <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, it just didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But after this sketch, I'll tell you where they did go. They went to the opening theme song. Here we go. There's classic bass line. That classic bass line opening. So, Nick, you want to ask John if he agrees with you and really kind of try to check this off your list and make it a big deal? Or do you want to try Because we've talked about this a lot. Yeah, John, I think the opening of Kids and All is super cool. <laughs> I always thought it was like a, an awesome uh, little montage they threw together here. And the song is just so cool. Uh, what do you think about it? I would agree with the, that exact thing. I like the random like 
sort of mundane clips they use. And I loved this song. I wasn't like super musical when I was like a teenager uh, or now, honestly. So <laughs> the please take my musical taste with a grain of salt. But I loved this theme song. I thought it was great. Uh, I still love it, actually. And I get like fairly emotional when I hear it because I'm like, it's, the show is like very important to me. Aww. Yeah. Having an Average Weekend by Shadow Men on Shy Planet. Great song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we have this sketch called White Guy, and let's it's the return of Mississippi Gary. Oh, it's called that's White Guy. Name, huh? Interesting. Didn't know that that's was the name. <laughs> let's watch the let's watch a little clip from it. So I jumped up on stage with him and I said, Come on, Mr. Friend, let's handle that. Oh yeah, we handle that. We handle that. We handle that. Ow! Well, I seem to have injured myself doing the ham bone. <laughs> I guess the saner of you might say, uh, what are you doing the ham bone for in the first place, college boy? You'll injure your lily white collegiate hands. <laughs> You'd be right. Um, so this is, John, we've seen this character before, Mississippi Gary. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. him. In a di- yeah, in yeah, yeah. In I didn't remember much, what his name was, but I... Much different context. Yeah, last okay, time we good. saw him, yeah. he was... Uh, wearing he was it was Mark McKinney in blackface actually playing yeah a blues man character. Now that's he's that's what I was. That's I, what yeah. I was like. Was this, a, was this one? Was this a character? Was this what was going on in this character? I feel like this like sketch. It's like him trying to retcon the whole Gary blackface Apologize. situation yeah. and like yeah. Yeah. act like it didn't happen or make it into a different kind of joke about like being this character but it's also like he doesn't want to stop doing the character <laughs> it's like just yeah. stop fucking right. doing it it's so it, fucking yeah. weird it, it felt like an excuse to get to do this voice and i was reading in the biography apparently he was doing this version of the sketch uh years before the show even premiered like he was doing it in their live show when they would uh, do live shows in toronto so then it's, to me it's like well why didn't he do this version right. first on the show yeah why did they change it to the, the- more offensive because i have the game down here as self-aware problematic impression which like i don't think that's a bad idea and it just it's colored by this whole fucking the what he did in the in the first episode or second episode or whenever he did the blackface version of the sketch it's just like we can't appreciate this and what it could have become what it could have been i think without the prior knowledge of that i, I have to disagree that with you about that because i do think that if someone came out and was like i'm gonna do this problematic character and the joke is that i know i shouldn't be doing that isn't that them just like getting to do it like i think it doesn't i I agree with that i I do think he would have more leeway with this if we hadn't seen him do the blackface version because you might be like oh he's trying to pretend he's cajun like you could be i guess a little Mm -hmm. more like um pretending not to know what he's doing i guess but it's just I 100% agree with you in that there's no excuse to do a problematic character. You can't just say it's problematic and therefore you can do it. I, I, I think maybe in this sketch, it, 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 it doesn't, if I'm trying to put the other sketch out of my mind that he did, it doesn't strike me as, I guess the voice in and of itself is something that is offensive. But I think the notion that every time he does it, he does directly call out why it's a problem for him to do it. He could have maybe, if he was a little more delicate with it, he could have pulled it off. I think maybe he could. And have I, pulled I think it off. I think he. I think this one. Uh, but he did not. <laughs> was much would have made a lot more sense. I d- did make a lot more sense in the nineties, probably when people weren't as uh, uh, nice and conscious of <laughs> of other of of, uh, of other people's realities. 
But the yeah, like yeah. the other like because the first Mississippi Gary sketch, I think that was just like why would you even do that back then? This one I could kind of yeah. see like this was like the era of of like ironic racism and being trying to be edgy. So I understand yeah. like why he thought he could get away with it back then. Why I'm sure he did. I mean, he did probably he did get away with it. It's still like a part of the show. And- <laughs> Not yeah. well, on this pod. He ain't getting away with it here. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it is paused in such a way right now that he looks like nervously like he's looking at us and waiting for us to decide. That was kind of his vibe. Uh, Whether he lives sketch. or dies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also just remembered not really liking this character in general. I was like... No, it's I not good. Like no, it's not. No. There's nothing to it, yeah. really, other than just... Yeah. Did he yeah, really I mean, grow up in money. Vermont? No, he grew up in, no, in Canada. Canadian. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I was like, that makes uh, sense to me for some reason. <laughs> I think he just picked I mean, the yeah, whitest. Mark McKinney is a very Vermont guy. The whitest place. I like the guitar play. player. The guitar player is good. Yeah. He seems to be good. He's yeah, probably the he's guy really from, playing the guitar. Probably the guy from Shadow Men on Shadow Planet. They, they, they were like the house band for the recording of the show. Oh, like they would okay. entertain the audience in between sketches. So they probably just brought him out on stage with them. I don't know that. For so sure, interesting. So, so not to harp on it, but we think that even if he didn't do the other sketch where that was blatantly offensive, that this one probably couldn't exist in and of itself as something that was palatable. I think it well, could it does exist. exist. No, you know what I mean exist. to us now. Uh, this is the thing is I think without that, you might in your mind be able to say, oh, he's doing a Cajun character. So it's not necessarily about race but I don't, mm. I, I don't really I think you would still know that there is some origin to this that's kind of fucked up because of no, like he's a blues it, man he's yeah. a blues he man says he's you know? a blues no he man. does yeah. he does no you're right uh, yeah. and it's just I don't know I just think it's like I don't really like to argue back and forth and not just with you guys I don't know how useful it is to always be like this is fucked up because yeah. but it was a different time like I just think going through that conversation all the time isn't that <laughs> Uh, you're right. Useful. You're right. I'm more like interested in what they are thinking while presenting this. And I just thought it was so weird that yeah. he's trying to act like that other sketch never happened and like represent this character in another context. Yeah, I agree. That is very weird. I can see it. But sometimes when people try to do like the apology or something, they just fumble it because they're like nervous and scared. <laughs> That's probably what I guess he was thinking here is like, oh, I'll just try to fix this real quick. Uh, and then he fucked it up by yeah. doing it again. <laughs> Bringing people's attention back at to all. It. Yeah. 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 Um, well, let's move on to this next sketch, which is called. It's on. It's listed as being called "Crazy Love," but I'm not sure if that's correct. But let's uh, let's watch a little bit of it. It is in our very makeup. We cannot change who we are. No, to change would mean to make an effort. Girl power, yeah! Applause break. We hate men. Oh, woo! Yeah. <laughs> There's only five of them on this show. <laughs> the entire cast and crew. I do think that uh, people were really turning on these characters. So when he finally said that, the audience was like yeah. relieved that someone I know, was I know. being rude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they know. I mean, yeah, they I know. I think they were God. presenting these guys as as being a, a not good yeah yeah I mean, but it was good for them to finally say it but there's only so uh, there's only so much time yeah. you can present them as not good before you're like okay so yeah, yeah. are we laughing we're, with them yeah <laughs> yeah it's like these are the only points of view we're getting so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that clip probably wasn't the most uh uh demonstrative or the the best uh, example of, of what this sketch is about it's these two guys bruce and dave uh basically talking about how they uh they're womanizers Mm-hmm. Um, they then the way they say it is that they love all women, 
mm-hmm. yeah, they like go down the rabbit hole of like a, a, a defense of themselves cheating on their spouse, or and, mm-hmm. and they're trying to defend it by their absurdly, you know, just convoluted uh, philosophies on masculinity and. Something that came up, yeah, the convoluted theories in this is it's happened in a few sketches where they just kind of like longingly uh, dream of what it would be like to be women. <laughs> and they right. do it again in the sketch. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, you guys? <laughs> they, yeah. They do, yeah, that's a th- that's a theme of the kids in the hall, I guess, is just mm-hmm. uh, wishing they could experience what it's like to be a woman. And it's. Uh, exacerbated by the fact that they dress up as women in, in almost every scene. Yeah. There was a I, lot. Was I, was gonna say, just... I thought you were going to say almost every episode. I was going to say it's definitely every episode, but yeah, <laughs> it is probably almost every scene. I, I, I thought this one had a lot of funny lines. It did. Uh, not not a whole yeah. lot going on in the scene, but... Uh, did you take some, an, some... down any of your favorites there, Nick? Or... Um, I had a one point. My God, you must have been covered in alcohol. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, oh, this what, this whole favorite, notion of. I, yeah. Uh, the one I liked uh, was. Uh, was she. Was she. She didn't like how your love was so. Uh, was so. Was so uh, direct and, and whatever. And then he's like, no. She thought my love wasn't specific enough. I thought that was <laughs> yeah. Funny. Right. I like the whole part where it was like, uh, like how many women have you been with? And he's like, I like to think of it more as a percentage of the whole. <laughs> yeah. 40%. I thought that whole run was funny. Um, but again, to your guys' point, it's like, it's funny to a point. It's like, yeah, they're assholes. All right. Like fucking, you know, whatever. They could fuck as many people as they want. And they're talk. wait a minute. What's reality? Do we like these people? We hate these people. <laughs> it's like after a certain point, it just got, I don't know sort of monotonous and sort of to the, you know, what we said about the theme yeah. of this episode being ex- like not fully executing or kind of leaving things out of the table. It felt like, yeah, the characters are kind of fun, but to just have them talk to each other for like two and a half minutes felt like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Where are yeah, the women in the scene throwing the drinks? I want to, but I did like it when they threw drinks in each other's faces. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. one of the, I thought a uh, Foley's, throw was kind of weird like he almost dropped the glass onto can we see it again yeah i don't remember it was a yeah, weird let's throw watch, let's watch david oh, oh, more glasses in the next sketch <laughs> there's the spoiler thing. alert more bar, yeah. glasses uh, with lip. of women yes uh, i guess it was fine. i think it's fine i think you're just trying to avoid hitting yeah bruce's arm. this reminds me of a story i was in a live show and like the stage directions read throw the wine right and we're all pretending mm-hmm. to drink out of real wine glasses and the girl who was supposed to follow that stage direction didn't think oh pour the wine out on the oh, stage man. she threw the actual glasses oh, and they no. shattered <laughs> on the floor Jesus during the live Christ. show it was so it was amazing i mean no Did one was people like, thank break, god or was there like we didn't it was like the end of this it wasn't funny it was like scary and afterwards yeah. in retrospect right. it has become funny but <laughs> i was couldn't believe this was this the Flying Blind sketch show where you like read? No, we had sketch? rehearsed, but we had never rehearsed, rehearsed that well. moment. And I think she thought, oh, well, this is a big scene. I got to smash these glasses. <laughs> <laughs> John, did we did we cut you off? Were you going to say something about this sketch? Oh, I was just going to say that. I mean, I agree that it was probably getting to the point where people were going to turn on them, but I thought they got out of it just in time. It would be would have been cool to see them like do other st- like, you know, different types of beats in this sketch uh 
but I don't know. I'm also kind of a fan of just doing like short sketches. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I kind of like getting out of it before it's, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I'd rather just do like a couple quick beats and just get out of it rather than like over explore. Just show the premise instead uh, of having to fully flesh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's not like uh, I don't think it's necessarily the right perspective. It's just like it might just be laziness, honestly. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, but it was, so far that was the best sketch of the night, mm. or whatever you want to refer to it as. Yeah, uh, sketch, sketch, of, three. sketch, of, the, seen, sketch yeah. of the app is a segment you like to bring. Yeah, on the one that they, yeah, the one that they haven't, they didn't follow through with enough in the beginning, and then the offensive character <laughs> that they tried to apologize for, and then this one was, uh, you know, probably yeah. the best one so far. This one was. Buddy and Cole. then we have another Buddy Cole sketch. This was called Buddy's Island, uh, where he fantasizes about being on a deserted island with Oscar Wilde. Uh, so let's, with uh, mm. Dave Foley playing Oscar Wilde. Let's watch a little clip from that. Oh, it's really too bad that you're dead. Oh, I know. Does it bother you? Well, Buddy, all in all, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. <laughs> what? Philadelphia. <laughs> That's funny, but... W.C. Field said it. Well, yes, had you been listening to me correctly, buddy, what you would have heard me say was, I may have been born yesterday, but I still went shopping. (laughs) (laughs) That was me. So, yeah, he just kind of quickly turns on Oscar Wilde. This was... Just like uh, a little play. <laughs> I like, think this is like one of my favorite players. sketches of theirs oh, yeah. uh, so far, aside from the pear sketch. I don't know why it made me laugh so much. I think it's the idea that they are either like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe this isn't their intention, but I'm imagining them sitting around the writer's room being like, you know, who gets too much clout? Oscar Wilde. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that guy. He wasn't a yeah. wit. He was full of shit. <laughs> I was kind of like, wondering about that. Like, do you, uh, yeah, is, is, was Oscar Wilde, do, was there any plagiarism in his, in his history? Do you, do you have any idea of me? I'm, you not like that you I know, know of, I, but you know, I guess he is like upheld as this like eternally funny, uh, mm-hmm. you know, well-known gay man. And so Buddy Cole, like attacking him kind of tracks, I guess, but I can tell. Yeah. I couldn't tell if they sincerely are like, Oscar Wilde actually sucks everybody or if it was just a joke. I almost at a certain point was like, are they making fun of like Dave Foley not being able to remember and do a good Oscar Wilde? Or like, was it all in the character? Maybe not. I don't know. I was just confused at that turn of like when he didn't know his own quotes. No, I don't think they're making fun of Dave Foley. I mean, first of all, you can't really do a good Oscar Wilde, right? Nobody knows what he sounded like. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's any like video of him. No, I don't think so. But I'm I don't, <laughs> he no. died like a hundred years ago. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah, possible yeah. that there was any video. No, no, no. There might be out there. Might be <laughs> he has a Finsta, actually. Um, Peter Jackson maybe put something together with old photos, <laughs> restored it. I actually saw Oscar Wilde's grave a few weeks ago, a week ago. Whoa, really? Yeah, wow. people go there to visit it. He's that Were there well any references still. to Kids in the Hall or this sketch? Or? There was nothing, but I did. Now I am thinking, like, if you are this comedic mind i don't know how you guys feel about this but to just be totally obsessed with somebody who's known as being like the funniest guy of his generation and mm-hmm. still wanting to bash him even though he's dead <laughs> i don't know why it's yeah. just... <laughs> i, I mean, also buddy... really love the opening line where buddy's like you know that moment when the conversation dies a horrible <laughs> death <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Buddy Cole is that. kind of like uh, modeled after Oscar Wilde, right? Or, or at yeah, least like inspired by Oscar Wilde, just like the. I mean, his, you know, all these Buddy Cole sketches are great. They're just like general musings. I mean, it's just him doing these like monologues for a while. And there's, I, there's, I guess there's kind of a point to them, but all, a lot of times it's just him talking and then they do these like cutaways a lot. Um, so I guess he is just sort of like saying witticisms uh, and then he kind of weaves it through some sort of a topic. But yeah. Yeah, I did love those moments when he didn't, you know, like <laughs> when he's like, oh, Philadelphia, am I right, Philadelphia? <laughs> I'm trying to play that off. Cole going, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. I liked, sure. uh, I liked Buddy's line, uh, your hair is threatening to become more interesting than you are. Hey. <laughs> that was great. It is funny to think about, like, some, you know, like uh, somebody like Oscar Wilde, it's like they're sort of eternally upheld. It's like, I, I, they didn't have the kind of competition you have now in comedy. <laughs> you know, there wasn't. And it's also like the output was like 10% as fast as it needed to be now with like Twitter and fuck, it's just like everything. It's just. But you had to, you also had to be. Held up now, you know? Would ask like a while to, it's like, have a TikTok. And now it's like, yeah, like you see a TikTok and you're like, oh, that was funny. And then literally like three seconds later, you completely fucking forgotten about it. And it's like. But back but they, back then you had to be is to live on forever. Back then you had to be a lot more eloquent and uh, true, true. And, he was writing like plays and stuff, so yeah, that's true. Which does require some effort, but and then <laughs> I guess like I guess this is, I'm, I'm totally full of shit because there's still like <laughs> some things and authors that uh, are you know um, short form. They didn't have yeah. uh, they just didn't have TikTok back then. I guess is all I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's a good point. no, it's a good what point. If? It's a good point. What yeah, would Oscar Wilde do well on TikTok? I think is a good question. I and think there's so. only one way to find out. We have to <laughs> resurrect him. Do our best impressions of him. <laughs> I know where his grave is. Where is it? Is it on a, on a deserted island? No, it's in Père Lachaise oh. Cemetery. But I think we could get in. Um, I also yeah. liked when. He, I'm sorry, I keep like wanting to quote lines from this, but when Buddy Call was like, do the wild thing, like, it just <laughs> made me laugh a lot. Anyway. All right, well, let's move on to this next sketch, Captain Allen. Hey, come on, look, look. You don't want to ticket me. I'm a cop. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay to take the car off the car. Yeah? Gonna have to see some ID first, officer. ID? ID. Yeah, sure. Sure, I understand. I understand. You know why I understand? Because I'm a superior officer. That's right. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, Captain Allen from the uh, precinct up near my house. So, uh, all quiet tonight? Uh, it's usually a quiet beat. I remember, I think I used to walk this beat. I'm not sure. I'd like to see the ID again, please. It takes so much time with this one. <laughs> I mean, I like I it. I thought for sure in this sketch that, 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 uh, Scott Thompson's, um, cop character was gonna, like, believe him. Yeah, because they they have a lot of sketches like that where it's like somebody is so clearly lying, and a, the person like of authority or the person who should you think is going to be like the logical one, is just like okay, all right, sounds good, you know, and, and they're just like even dumber, especially with their cop characters. Like they have two yeah, the cops cop are all characters. so stupid. Yes, well, I think Which even before isn't... he went over, didn't like. Uh... <laughs> I think McKinney says, like, cops are so stupid. And then McDonald's says, oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I just thought that that was very this funny. Isn't, uh, this isn't one of the recurring cop characters, but uh, no. yeah, yeah, just wanted to make that clear. I think those cops are Mark McKinney and Bruce. 
Bruce, Bruce is one yeah, of them. yeah, doesn't, yeah. This handshake uh, thing stood out to me, though. That was the funniest part of the sketch to me by far, them trying to do this kind of like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. whatever kind the of cop athletics or fraternity handshake, right, for a cop. Um, and that slow motion, those close-ups of the hands, like sort of, <laughs> you know, pretending like they know what's about to come next. And I thought that was very that, to well me, executed. That felt, that felt very much like an improv scene. And I think this whole yes. scene kind of felt like an improv scene. It did. Uh, yeah. It did. My my pitch was at the end was like I wanted him to get to like the police station and let him out of the car and then be like all right that was the whole handshake you're a cop but now he's like miles away from where he was yeah I really thought he was going to turn out to actually be a cop as well and that was going to be the joke but it wasn't oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I did like it, at the end when he called out Roman Polanski because I feel like even now people like don't want to admit Roman Polanski <laughs> raped a girl oh, what did he say? So I, I was pretty that. surprised Mark McKinney brought it up though it's kind he of an appropriate said, uh, joke. Uh, you know that guy's Roman Polanski's cousin or something like that, right? Yeah, uh, and those girls was, are fifteen. Those girls are fifteen. Yeah. Right. Okay. I didn't. I it didn't was, get that. Okay. Yeah, I figured that's where they were going when they mentioned it. Uh, it, it was funny that he was just trying to fucking take his friend out with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, what, man, I, he wasn't even trying to get himself out of it at that point. He was just trying to fuck it, over. It his came friend. out of left field. It, it was weird. It, I thought yeah. he was saying, yeah. "You got better things to do. Go stop that Maybe statutory rapist." Right. Maybe that is what he was going for. Yeah. Let's see if I can find that line here. It's right at the very end. Yeah. That makes more I'm sense. I confess. All right. I'm not a cop. Look, I want you to turn around, officer, because you see my friend back there. There's my friend. He's Roman Polanski's cousin, the guy in the striped shirt. And those two girls he's with, they're 15 years old, man. 15 years old. I like how it's also, you can only be a pedophile if you're related yeah. to <laughs> 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 have to have that bloodline. Polanski Genetic, first, and actually. then they're 15 years old yeah. is the secondary detail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, very yeah. weird. It just didn't play out like you'd expect, and usually, like that's not a, that's not a yeah. problem inherently. But I just felt like ah, you felt like we were saying someone should be a cop. There should be a twist. Yeah, something just didn't. Yeah, there should have been a twist. Uh, it's, it's just so funny to do this whole shoot for it too. It's like outside. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, this wasn't on a uh, set. This was yeah, this was it, shot on location. It, it felt like a sketch you could have easily done live. On, on, you know, yeah. I'm not sure why they decided to make this a film piece, but it looks. Whatever. I mean, it looks cool. It's it's it's, it it's, it's cool, definitely yeah. better as a as a film sketch than as a. Than uh, yeah, it'd be hard oh, to do the car, I think. And, and I guess yeah. the the shot of the handshake probably too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I get, I like the way they would do. It would vary up the in studio sketches versus the location stuff well hey speaking of in-studio sketches you like that transition let's talk about this next <laughs> sketch uh called mechanic i've been a mechanic for 17 years i love cars and i consider myself lucky that my job is something that i love but i don't think i'm your average grease monkey hey i love the opera as a matter of fact i happen to be writing a light opera about a guy who brings a station wagon to an auto shop they don't have the extra parts he needs and he kills his lover very nice I also have an extensive wine cellar that was once written up in a magazine called wine 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 but I think the thing that sums me up best is this my beautiful blonde locks (laughs) Um, yeah and then the rest of the sketch is about his beautiful hair 
Uh, I mean, it just, made it, me laugh. Do you like with the idea? Yeah. Of, uh... It's so many false starts with the what the game is going <laughs> to so be. Here. So well, yeah, and then to, to reveal a wig, also... which you're like, what 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 is that going to mean? What does that indicate? And then he just yeah. said, "My beautiful blonde locks." He just says yeah. his hair. It's like, oh, that's it. The it, hair. It is a really beautiful <laughs> wig. I mean, those are some beautiful blonde locks. I know. There was also like a beginning a of the sketch reveal. where he's just uh, haggling with uh, with a customer <laughs> that doesn't play into yeah. this at all. <laughs> oh, he just curses and flips them off. <laughs> It did make me wonder. Maybe yeah. they have like a game in the writer's room where you pull a wig out of a box and then you have to write a sketch around it. And he got this wig. <laughs> That's a fun game. Yeah, that definitely. If if, it, if that happened on any show, it was this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the game that they ended up with was Glamour Garage, right? Or Grease, right? Does that make sense? Because it's not just the hair, even though he says it is. I think the, the, the subsequent beats uh, are... Like they're taking photos, right? And they're doing reading, doing some other stuff, like modeling. Yeah, they're like booking um, him yeah. out. <laughs> or he doesn't want to. Though. They're trying oh, to book, oh, like okay. at modeling is they're trying to book him, and he's like refusing. Yeah, because he's a mechanic. Yeah, and he's like that's like it's calling. I don't even know if there really is like a game to this. Honestly, he's just got he's just a mechanic that has. Beautiful blonde locks, and then well, I think they, it's a, other... some sort of fashion, either glamour or fashion or fashion magazine yeah. or something version of a garage, right? I mean, that. I well, I think I honestly think, I it's, think it's just mechanic with something. I think it's just mechanic with beautiful hair. I, I think yeah. grease ball is a little offensive. <laughs> oh, Nick's uh, jumping yeah. in to say grease ball is offensive. That's, that doesn't just, <laughs> just mean like a mechanic guy. Oh, okay. no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, I I think I think the hair is central to the. I think the hair is the game. I, I guess so, is yeah. the hair the whole game. I thought it was like because so. they I mean, do other things. Like what what's the beat after this? What fast forward a little bit. I'm good today, Ross. Thanks yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah. At first, the guys I worked with hated me and made fun of me all the time. Oh hi. But as time went by, they not only got used to my hair, but they developed a sense of pride over oh, yeah. it. <laughs> so they start uh Yeah, is it all centered in the hair? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I guess if you... I mean, he's he's like not your average mechanic, I guess. <laughs> it could, could be the whole game, because he, like, he loves your... He loves opera, right? And he... Whatever yeah, the but that's all just setup. That's pretty good. That's all just like set up at the front, yeah. yeah. It's really... It's the hair, but it just doesn't feel like it's a... It's, it's, I mean, you just... I guess he's a mechanic that has this beautiful hair. I don't know. The reveal really and made me laugh. His reality. Yeah. I guess it's just th- trying to think of it as like a game is what's really, it's just like, this is the reality that we're in and these are the things that happen in that reality, which makes sense. Yeah, I don't think the sketch has a game. If, if, <laughs> if anything, I think right? the sketch game is like kind of like, Mechanics would never be into this shit, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. like, a game. Weird. They're... I don't know that it is a game. I kind of agree. I don't think there's like a full game. I think they're like close to having some game, but I don't think there's like a full like thing. It's just kind of like the world that we're in. Yeah, yeah. This one was okay. interesting. Well, yeah. This next one is just called Baby. Um, I didn't <laughs> find a timestamp for this one, but uh, let's just watch a little bit. I for guess. me, it's when he says when he was back. He yeah, had a vasectomy right. at fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I specifically remembered that from this. I, I yeah, I just forgot to write something down for this one, but we'll just watch a little bit and mm-hmm. hopefully it'll be good. <laughs> well, I really must be going now. Hey, I don't think my woman's done with your baby yet. No, I'm not. But I have to go. Great. 
She can leave the baby here with us. Oh, would you? That would be so nice. Yeah. We could play and sing. No, oh. no, I don't think that's such a good idea. Wait, are you telling me that you don't think my woman's good with children? No, that's not what I'm saying. No. Um, not the best clip, but. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it, I think it does a good job <laughs> in portraying the kind of odd, kind of dark tone in this one. I think they're kind of constantly, yeah. you know, on edge, going back and forth, and. I mean, talk about not having a game. The game to this just was like uh, baby kidnapping. <laughs> it felt like. Well, I, yeah, I thought they were gonna like try to buy the baby because they start talking about it like they treat it like a car at first. Car. Yeah, but then they don't really going with the theme of the episode. the The episode has more of a game than probably probably any sketch. <laughs> Is that we didn't we don't really like explore anything to its fullest. Yeah, well, yeah. Or, or commit to anything. Yeah. Hard I thought really. in a way it was like a play on the King Solomon story about cutting the baby in half. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind but, of what it became at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, yeah. But it, it was. I thought he was going to say, "We'll just cut the baby in half," but he said instead, he said, "We'll see who the baby wants to be with." <laughs> yeah, we'll let the baby decide. Which was a very kind very of funny. odd, clear, obvious thing where. Uh, you know, McKinney was controlling. I think it's, it was clear that McKinney was controlling the arm, the baby arm prop. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. That, that yeah. was, you know, that was played out. That was, it was sort of yeah. funny, I guess. Was, I, I like that. I like that. It, yeah, like that. it wasn't bad. It was a good live um, prop, too. Like, that would have been fun mm-hmm. to see. It, it was fun to look at live. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I really liked the very beginning where, you know, I mean, McCullough does a good job in playing these characters that are just so, so kind of like heavy handed and alternate reality kind of feeling. And when he comes in with that, like, is that what I think it is? Well, (laughs) it was yes. And then probably a better. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one I've been telling you about. It's probably a better clip than what I randomly (laughs) chose. Is that what I think it is? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Is that a baby? <laughs> yes, it is. May I? Oh, please do. Like, please. I'm already laughing here. Oh, you know, it's yeah. like, it's a great oh, setup, and he's really it. funny. Is it? The, oh, I uh, got what you would call it, the oh, yeah, maternal instinct. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> what a wonderful baby. Oh, well, thank you. And smart. Yes, I've been told that. <laughs> it's a boy. It's a wonderful, smart baby boy. This is the kind I was telling you about. <laughs> right. That's the first, I guess, uh, indication of something. It's funny that the mother doesn't just incident. immediately jump back when uh she checks the babies dave foley great straight uh, man i think yeah uh just oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah very very much so uh um, I, dave foley i think usually yeah it was probably the best one of all of them at that i thought the that. it is kind of got even darker when foley had to start lying about the baby having like an inner ear yeah. <laughs> dysfunction he says which i thought was just, yeah, that, yeah. an odd choice i think inner ear infection but dysfunction was funny to me and then uh a horrible neck. The baby has a horrible neck. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it was just, it took me off guard. Even for kids in the hall, they could be very weird. It felt like they were playing a very bizarre scene, very, uh, like straight, like very, very in, in, in just like how it would maybe normally go for Foley's character. Like I felt afraid for Foley's character the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it's funny. Cause it's, it's like almost the opposite problem that a lot of like improv scenes have where it's like, they you know where they like don't 
play it seriously enough and it's like too goofy and this is like they played it too seriously and then it's just like not silly enough in a lot of parts i mean there were some funny lines and stuff. For, for whatever reason i have remembered that line about him having a vasectomy and making him popular in high school for like 20 years i don't know why that like i remember that so well probably you're like uh, i'm gonna do that man. i'm gonna do that <laughs> get my dick wet oh, just I'm like do the that. character yeah. from the sketch oh shit for whatever reason uh, i didn't think yeah, this through being able to have a lot of sex in high school maybe <laughs> no. for some reason i don't i don't i don't know why that just stuck with me but you know yeah if anybody's listening uh <laughs> i also like the line where um bruce mccullough says they call them bouncing baby boys but they don't bounce you, a lot of people yeah, that, was... that the hard way or something like that. <laughs> yeah, fucking that was terrifying. Really scary. i also was, think and that sounded like a threat it does it's very threatening and dark in a way i i like the vasectomy line because i just think it's like a funny a spin. i don't know that i find like sketches about barren women particularly yeah. funny and i'm sure mm-hmm. they're out there we'll probably see one on this show eventually but like yeah. making it that it's mark mckinney had a vasectomy is and that's the reason she can't have her own children is very funny to me. But then at the end, they kind of like turn it around and he like, she's like, I feel so empty. And he's like, you are. I was just like, what? I know. I know. It was you like the big I mean? closer Fucking... to the whole episode is like, like yeah, a sad really woman dumb. without a child. Like I just, yeah. oh man. Um, but uh, yeah, so you, it is funny because I, I did think that that made it a lot less dark. The, the, the idea that it was him having a vasectomy that meant that they couldn't have kids. Yeah, exactly. Him like casually deciding to have a vasectomy. We're, I mean, we're talking about and how then... dark the, the sketch was, and it could have just been even way darker if it had been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It had been a I little suppose. bit different. Uh, well, but I do agree the... that there was there was sort of a through line to I mean I'm I'm yeah to to sum up the whole episode, Nick. Yeah, I let's feel wrap like it up. A, a lot of these sketches there was. They were consistent sort of in their, I don't know, like kind of weird, dark sort of musings and starts to something kind of interesting and then just kind of, I don't know, falling apart just by living in it. The cop scene comes to mind where they had, you know, an interesting premise and then just sort of, I don't know, petered petered out with a weird tone. Same thing happened in this sketch. The cold open could have used a little bit more development, but it was interesting how I, I wonder... Um, how these sketches are selected for an episode. I guess, according to you, they do shoot these live, right? Like these are, if you go to a taping, you're going to see a full episode. No, I don't know that you'll see a full oh. episode. You'll be, you'll, they do shoot them live, but you'll, be, you'll well, they, it, just, but I, it makes me wonder why, how they chose these yeah, sketches the order. to be in these episodes. There, yeah, there was, yeah. a, that was mentioned yeah. in the biography. I'll try to find that again, but there, there was somebody that there was, there was somebody in particular on the staff that uh, liked mm. to, uh, choose theme, choose take the, the head writer kind of pass or whatever. Yeah, that's or, so or interesting. Like, is at the end of this, I wrote on my notes that it's the anti-woman episode, but I guess that's not <laughs> <laughs> necessarily true. There's a lot of other sketches that aren't directly about women, but it was like, yeah. Well, <laughs> so I can't put my finger theme. on it either, but there was some sort of consistent theme in there, wasn't there? Like I felt it this episode. Like every sketch kind of had that thing to it and i don't know what it was precisely but whether i don't know if it was always anti-woman or anti-someone but like it was always there was some dark edge to all of these sketches i don't yeah, know Yeah, maybe it's it just uh, maybe it's just a, a darkness to them they all did have a mm-hmm. darkness to them the oscar wilde yeah. one i thought was so silly but it's also like bizarre to be angry at this dead man <laughs> if that's yeah. really a real emotion in that sketch i can't tell well, hey, let's uh, let's move on to uh, the next segment, the final segment, which is Sketch of the Ep. And this is All a right. segment that Jared brought up earlier. 
Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll each go around and say our favorite sketch. Let's start with uh, John. What was your sketch of the app? Hey, well, we'll why don't we start with a May? Because I think a May, <laughs> we know a May. I've already said uh, how much I love the Oscar Wilde sketch so many times, but I'll say it once more. It really, really tickled me. <laughs> John, did that give you enough time to come up with a sketch of the app? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like the Oscar Wilde one. I like all those Buddy Cole ones. I kind of do weirdly like that. Uh, the I love all women sketch or whatever because there were some good yeah. like lines in that. I do think they got out of it in time and they they by making fun of those guys and deciding a point of view, I think uh, helped that a lot. Okay, so we got one vote. Yes, I, I would just say that one. One yeah. vote for Oscar for Buddy's Island. One vote for Crazy Love. Jared, where do you stand? What's your sketch of the up? Nick, I I gotta say I, I I'm gonna go with my beautiful blonde locks. I'm going wow, with the mechanic. That came out I, of left I, field. I kind of like it. I like that they had a bunch of seemingly off-game kind of nonsense and jokes to set it up almost halfway through, and then to kind of come in hard with that <laughs> reveal and the premise. Still, still thinking about it makes me laugh. I don't know why taking a hat mm-hmm. off and revealing a big wig makes me laugh so much, but it was just the kind of commitment to it and the just kind of all-out like putting it all out there and saying, "Well, this is going to be the sketch." I have a huge blonde wig. Yeah. It just felt like a fun bold risk and it paid off for me it was simple and funny so we have one vote for buddy's island one vote for crazy love and one vote for mechanic and my sketch of the app it's gonna surprise you guys is baby i thought it was wow i I really liked uh bruce mccullough's energy in it i thought he was very funny and i thought uh dave foley great straight man i thought even mark mckinney is like the the unhinged creepy uh, man was was a uh, was a good performance and a lot of funny lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. What can I say? No, I can't argue with. I guess you. I, mean, I guess there, I'm there dark. Are a lot of elements in that. I guess. Yeah, you're I was gonna say, Nick. Twisted. I think you're attracted to the, like the long end of the episode sketches that feature Bruce McCullough being like totally unhinged and abusive. <laughs> like that's your yeah. sweet spot. He, he was a. Uh, it was him. It was always a toss up between him and Dave Foley as my favorite kids. And uh, yeah. yeah. Bruce McCullough definitely has a, a, I have a soft spot for him. Well, hey, John, thanks so much for uh, joining us and talking about Kids in the Hall. Uh, is there anything, yeah, no do you have any final parting thoughts on the kids? And you don't have to. You, you can say no. No, I don't really have any parting thoughts. I'm just, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, no, I just, uh, I like the show a lot. Uh, again, the show, you know, not necessarily the podcast. But the, <laughs> yeah, uh, before we before we but, came on to start a recording, uh, John said, I really love this show. I assumed he meant the podcast, and it was a little embarrassing, mm. but, you know, we got past it. Luckily, I clarified. I'm glad you brought it up on mic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that Jared is so the... like uh, arrogant. And he actually thought that for one second. I, I was really like, did. even just for a second, I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." And it was man, so genuine. Thanks. And Dave Bluffman, I think, is our only idiot. guest who watches or listens to the show. Yeah. Well, he, we had, he might think oh, we can't. I can't we, ass, we can't assume that he continues to listen, but he did. He was right, listening. Right. Right. Let, let's not be too modest. We did get two fan letters. That's or at least true. two fan letters that Nick shared with us. Maybe we have even more. Oh wow! Um, uh, a fan anyway, is fan letter is kind of a stretch. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> I think yeah, both of our letters out. that we've received are from people who ruefully acknowledge that they uh, understand our criticism but don't appreciate it. <laughs> oh, wow. But we That's appreciate right. them listening and uh, yeah, grudgingly I appreciate them a lot. No, we appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, John, hey, I cut you, you off. I'm sorry. Uh, 
well, I just wanted to say real quick, if you're out there listening, uh, let us know at kids in the pod, kids in the pod at gmail.com or on Instagram or Twitter at kids in the pod and uh, rate and review the, the, the podcast on Apple podcast. If you can, that helps us out a lot. I don't think anybody has done that. We even, I, no. I haven't done that. We, we should. should. Yeah. Should I'm going to go rate our <laughs> podcast. John, it's, you better rate it. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, I do love the show. So. Thank you so yes, much. thank you so much, John. <laughs> That's the rating right there. Um, uh, John, John, do you have anything to plug? Do you have it. anything you want to like plug? Did you ask that already, Nick? No. No, I was about to ask that. I but thank you for asking me. I don't have anything to plug. I, did, I, I was on the Daily Show the other day. I'm sorry. I know it's That's okay, uh, but it was it wasn't Craig Kilborn. I uh, forgot that. I, I forgot that. That's, that's on Paramount that Plus, I guess, yeah. or wherever they. Well, they, it was also on YouTube. Uh, we can we can put the link to. It is on YouTube to, and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's so exciting. In the, uh, yeah, it was very cool. Very uh, funny sketch. Cool Veterans Day sketch. Uh, John was starring in. Very funny. And John, did they did they let you wear your own camo pants? Yeah, I, mean, I just wore what I normally wear. Uh, you know, I wear I wore you know what I wore to the Capitol. Uh, I don't want to say insurrection. No, no. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I did. Um, I did bring some old like camo shorts that I had from years ago, but I didn't end up using them. But I love I had some beautiful. So, like the wrong. dressing person was just like, "No, we're not." <laughs> oh, they didn't even ask me. They should. Oh, like the producer asked me to bring stuff, but then when I got there, the costume person had like a ton of much nicer stuff. So they didn't even. There was. I didn't even offer any of it. There was a funny joke about your beard too, and I'm wondering, is that like they looked at you a little bit and they like, here's a page of jokes literally on your appearance, or. <laughs> <laughs> or did they? Yeah, they just roasted me. <laughs> but did they make you they shave me... it like it, to an exact kind of way, or was that a chin model? No, or... no, no. It was uh, all those jokes were already in the script, and then uh, they just told me not to shave from the self tape. Gotcha. Cool. Um, if anything, I probably could have had like a bigger beard. It's interesting. They never um, ask you that. They always ask, "Are you been... willing to shave when you uh, yeah. are in casting?" They never ask you, "Are you willing to not shave?" Which I think mm. should also be included. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah. Well, a, but I guess you're, that was a great yeah, joke to, to end this episode. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> On that note, uh, keep crushing those heads. Oh. <laughs> uh.